Oof. Welcome to another Home Time podcast. And have we got such an action-packed show for you uh, you're about to listen to? The state of Richie and I as we do this intro should give some kind of clue as to how kind of crazy and fun the show is. We're, we look a bit dishevelled, yep. we've got coffee cups everywhere. Yep. It's been a hell of a show. It has been, it has been. It looks a little bit like, do you remember when the stock market crashed and everyone was like, you had their bits and bobs in like cardboard boxes and had their ties everywhere? A little like that might, a little bit. Do you know what might perk us up? Oh no, we don't need to do this. This is a little podcast extra for you because this is something that you won't hear on What's to Come because um, it didn't make it on the show. Pete Donaldson, who you uh, may well catch later on this evening. He's the Judith Chalmers of Absolute Radio in terms of his holidays. Uh, And he's brought back, as his tradition, you might have it in your workplace as well, he's just been to Japan, I believe. I think he's been to Japan. Yes. Uh, And he's brought back some salty yolk cookies. <laughs> and uh, I don't like the cookies. Maybe it would be good for us to try some at the beginning of this podcast. Now, just two things on this. Firstly, uh, the, there is a photograph or a rendering of a hard-boiled egg on the front. Correct. The, which, which concerns me. Secondly, it was Pete who brought back those fish stick things. Yes, the, I remember chucking up into a bin eating that. And actually, thirdly, if I can add another one in, <laughs> one of the girls from downstairs tried one apparently earlier on and she had to race to the lavatory. OK. So... If you want to go down this route, then that's fine. I'm willing to join you on it, but... OK. I don't think caution. this can be as bad as Pete's previous snacks that he's brought back, because, yes, there's a picture of a, a hard-boiled egg, but they're, in effect, just cookies. Look, look at the bloke on the front. He's like the uh, Japanese version of the Colonel from uh, KFC. <laughs> yeah, he is. Lord Takamaki-san. So, uh, yeah, that's him. That's him. So, open this up. This basically, do you know what? You're going to hear about rusks on today's show. I'd say this looks like a rusk. Smells like a rusk. Smells like a rusk. Three, two, two one. one. That's not bad. God, do you know what it tastes of? Sorry about this eating mm. stuff. What was the kids' meal, which is like a finger, like a spongy, soft... You know, you used to have it as a kid. Witch's fingers. Is it witch's fingers? Witch's fingers. Tastes like witch's fingers. Sponge fingers. Sponge fingers. Witch's fingers. Oh. I'm not tasting salt, yolk, or anything here. I think the girl who ran out of her office to the lavatory was overacting. Pathetic. Look, it's a merely weird way to start the podcast, but we'll finish these. You enjoy the show. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Monday afternoon, home time on Absolute Radio. It's Bush and Richie, but a queen and hammer to fall. Give it to me one more time! Can I just put out a request, a plea, a question to not only you, Richie, but our entire Absolute Radio audience? Far away. Where have all the rusks gone? I know it sounds a bit like that song by that woman about where have all the cowboys gone, but genuinely, where have all the rusks gone? Do you remember rusks? Rusks as in, like, toddler Little biscuits. biscuits, little tiny biscuits. One of the things I was looking forward to the most about being a parent was eating, obviously siphoning off some rusks for myself, because I've eaten them before, and they're absolutely gorgeous. And our daughter's now six months old, and I've not, not seen anything of rusks, not even seen them in the shops. I've never seen an- another kid eat rusks. My dad was only talking the other day about one of the best bits about me and my brother being kids was him nicking our rusks. <laughs> And I wonder whether this thing's not come around. I just feel a bit... Who do you complain to about this? Do you know what? Do you know what? I mean, my, my memories of the, uh, of the early years of my teenagers are pretty sketchy at best anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, but Rocco's just turned one. 
Rusks aren't in the life, and I would have thought they should have been by now. So he's done a whole year, Rocco, and he's not been anywhere near a rusk. When I think about the cupboard where his little snacks are, they're all sort of like uh, little chewy bars or or little sort of crispy things, or like carrot sticks, that kind of... They're all a bit worryingly healthy, aren't they? <laughs> like bits of carrot and that. Oh, poor I've, kids. I used to love rusks. Love them. Yeah. I just wonder whether, they, have they been, has something happened to them, or...? Is there a, a you know like sometimes you get like a shortage because something's not being produced in a certain amount? Maybe there's a grain that's been hit in America because of a cyclone and that's wiped out the rusks. <laughs> I, fe- I, I feel that if rusks were were really under some kind of crisis, we'd have heard about <laughs> I it. I feel like we'd have heard about it. Six o'clock news and everything. Well, this is it. This is it. Well, this is the main point of this first bit of the show. We put it to you then. <laughs> Where have all the rusks gone? Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I haven't seen a rusk in 25 years. Looking forward to eating them. Kind of one of the main reasons I got into this whole parenthood deal <laughs> is to siphon off the rusks, but they're gone. <laughs> Don't say that too loudly. This is one of the main reasons. <laughs> do you I know like what? It's, it's a critical thing, actually, about this. There are... It's what I call parental kickbacks, OK? Yeah. You get the chance to enjoy stuff that you haven't enjoyed. In my case, about 41 years. Yes. Um, I would add to your list of rusks, I'd add gripe water. Oh, we've got a bottle of that <laughs> stuff. I, I, I put my tongue in it the other night, and it's slightly like a, like a weird elderflowery oh, mix or goodness. something. Oh, my goodness. They're obviously for uh, kids that got a little bit too much uh, wind. Windy big, pops. Big gripey, that kind of... I still get that at the age of 41. So the... <laughs> do you actually have gripe water? In the house. Really? But do you have it yourself? If I've got particularly bad indigestion, yes. Yeah, great. But there's an actual baby on the front of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look at me, hey? <laughs> That's a good point. So, good point. you know, it's, it's the parental kickbacks. But sticking to the rusks, uh, how about this? Uh, Diane and Blockswitch texts, My son lives in Australia. I have just literally got back from from the post office after sending him some rusks. He misses them so much. By the way, he's 26. Let's say hello to what I believe, Richie, to be our first ever Mandy on the show. Can you remember another Mandy? Oh, no, I was don't, about to... No, he was no, going to no. do the Manolo song. <laughs> it would have been lovely, though, to hear that, don't you Thank think? You. Mandy, how many times have you had people sing Barry Manilow's Mandy at you? More times than I can count, Bush. Oh. Then let's talk rusks. <laughs> Forget it never happened. Uh, Mandy, <laughs> you, you, you still buy rusks? I do, yes, at Fun. 47, and I'm proud to uh, announce that on the radio. Brilliant. How, how old's your child that eats the rusks, then? Uh, I don't have any. What? <laughs> Hold to, on a minute. To, to clarify, you are 47, you buy rusks for yourself. There are no children you're buying rusks for. No, none at all. I buy them all for me. Wow, that's amazing. So when you have them with, like, a cup of tea, or in what format do you eat them, Mandy? With a cup of tea, on their own. I don't care, I love them. My husband will tell you... He would back me up on this. He'd see me munching away at midnight on him. <laughs> Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Can I add into this list as well? We've started with Rusks. I'm going to chuck Cocoa Pops in there, even though no-one else has said it on text. No, 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 I'm not having that. No, 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 listen. That's any an adult cereal. Any cereal that changes the colour of the milk is for kids. You've got no right eating it as an adult. Look, it's early doors in the week to have a big round, but I, <laughs> I'm is. not having that. I'm not letting that one through. We don't want to fall out. I'm getting backed up on Gripe Water. Uh, Eden has uh, tweeted and said, Gripe Water is my guilty pleasure. A guilty pleasure, Gripe Water? I eat too quickly. I get told it all the time. It's, it's, it's critical. You remind me in many ways as like a modern Henry VIII. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zoe J says, Pom Bear Crisps. I do love Pom Bears. 
Remember those little, they're little, yeah, really yeah. thin, shaped like baby dads. Don't think dads. that's meant to be specifically just for kids, surely. It is, it's for children. Pom bears. I think we have some serious clarifications needed on this, to be honest with you. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Just had some good news. I'm celebrating. Car has passed its MOT. You'd think I'd be happy, but unfortunately, that has reminded me of something that happened earlier on today. Oh, what? I, I thought you'd be quite happy about the whole MOT thing. You oh, have I'm been deli- talking about this for a while. <laughs> it's been a build-up. I am delighted that it's passed its MOT, but obviously to pass an MOT, you need to drop your car off for the MOT, and okay. that's when the problems started. Got there nice and early, dropped the car off, Oh, hello, sir, all that kind of thing. Going to give you a complimentary, uh, you know, clean and vacuum inside and all that kind of stuff. Fantastic. And as you hand over the keys and they, they tie the little tag on your car key and you say goodbye to your car for the day, the bloke turns to me and goes, brilliant, that's great. Thank you very much, Mr Frith. We'll give you uh, a call when it's all done. <laughs> Do you know what, right? I've been working closely with you with this show, Richie, for... It's not been that long, but this has happened to you quite a bit, even in that short period of time, whenever we go to coffee shops or you're getting forms filled in. This is not This is not the first time. So, uh, or the first time. The or first the, time. Or, or the first. I mean, that is one of the, the misspellings I get of the name. And do you know what? It's so, I, uh, that's what I just don't get about it. I mean... Colin's out there. He's a Hollywood actor. Right? Yeah. The, the surname now, you know, thanks to the success of Colin Firth's acting career, yeah. it shouldn't be a mystery. But the amount of time I, I walked off into the car park muttering under my breath. Do you even bother, like, correcting people on it nowadays or you just think... Well, oh. today I gave up. Did you just walk I just off? gave up. I go, oh, that, there's another one who's <laughs> gone with Frith. I, I actually... And, and here's what I thought today. I'm thinking of getting some kind of... Name swear box. Yeah. So that every time someone calls me Frith or another derivative, what they'll have to do is put a quid in my swear box, and I promise you, I reckon within six months, I'll have raised the money to change my name by deed poll. Oh, you could get yourself a new MOT with it or something yeah. like that. It's weird, though, <laughs> isn't it? Because it's not a particularly complicated surname. I wouldn't have thought so. No. But you, just, you feel, for me, you sound like you're slightly at the end of your tether. I am at the end of my tether. The name swear box is gonna, it's, it's going to become a thing. Hometime podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. I used to be a Firth. I got called all kinds of things, mainly filth. Oh, no. I'm not. Changed my name by deed poll as soon as I left my husband. I was sick to death of saying F-I-R-T-H. What a nightmare. This is some kind of counselling for me. What do you like? I mean, my full surname isn't Bush, it's Bushenfeld. Right. So I have shortened it in many, many occasions. So you've taken direct action already. I've taken direct... Because I'm sick of... I've been called Brockensfeld, Bushkenefeld, Bushkenefeld... <laughs> See, now, like, if I ever try and book anything, like a table somewhere, just say Bush, it's just easier, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that a shame, though? I've, I've kind of got rid of my, my actual real surname. Can't shorten Firth. No, you can't. This is, my, this is the problem I've got. I think that seems to me, being a Bushenfeld to a Firth, Firth seems like a fairly straightforward name to get Maybe right. I could take the bit of your name that you've discarded. Yeah. I could be Firthenfeld. Firthenfeld. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. Further and felt. Well, look, if you have your surname ruined by other people, mm. share the pain. Because I think, uh, you know, when you share it around the group, it'll make things a bit better here. Gav yeah. says, well, his name is Gav Haggart. Taggart or Haggard I normally get. I do look fairly haggard most of the time, though, so they may just be commenting on my looks. And Nikki Wood says, uh, people call me Woods instead of Wood. Why add the extra S? Now, this pluralisation is quite a common thing. Because yeah. people always say Michael Owens instead of they Michael do. Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's all that about? <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Hi, Richie. My name is Chris Firth. I get called Colin at least once a week. Brilliant. Even emails by people who call me Chris and then change to Colin, even when my name is clearly on the bottom of the email. Listen, if your name gets ruined by other people, tell us about it tonight. Hi to Jade Bangs. Says, guys, try having a surname like Bangs. Whilst my name doesn't get mispronounced, it creates all kinds of trouble. Nate Hunt just says, hi, guys. We don't need to go any further with that. Uh, Kelly Noon has been in touch, spelt N-O-O-N-E. She says, I'm always being called no one, which oh. is... Really quite sad. Absolutely brutal. Let's go to the phones and say hello to Catherine. Hello. Catherine, great to have you on the show. Uh, tell us about your surname. Okay, so it's wasp, as in the insect, but with an E on the end. Right. So, absolutely fine if you want to try and pronounce it to anyone, but if you want to try and spell it phonetically on the phone, it's W-A-S-P-E. Yeah. That E gets confused for a T quite a lot, so I end up as Catherine Waste. Catherine oh, yeah, Waste. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's terrible, yeah. isn't it? And, you know, again, it's a little bit like the no-one thing from earlier on. It's almost a bit of a slap around the chops, that, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It is. No-one wants to be called waste, do they? No. Do, do you know what? Uh, and I know this is ironic because I'm the one that's had the problem with the whole fur thing here, but when you first said it, I thought you said waft. <laughs> As in sort waft, of like a... Yeah, waft happens quite a lot. <laughs> You're giving this woman a complex, really. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Catherine. <laughs> There needs to be some kind of mutual kind of group we can all get together. Listen to this. My surname is Saggers. Unfortunate enough, but you spend a lifetime being called Shaggers, Staggers, Slaggers, Faggers and Sagers. Lovely turning up at restaurants. Come this way, Mr Shaggers, he says. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. You're sat there in your car right now and you're panicking. You're thinking... Something up with the boys. They've been on air for nearly two hours. They haven't yet spoken about fish or chips. Yeah, what's going on? Don't worry, there's not a crisis. By no means have we forgotten. Yeah. Details of a fish and chip shop tour with Morden Salt on the way after six. A little bit like the last time I saw Morrissey. He did a load of rubbish stuff from his latest album and then did all the hits at the end. That's what the show's going to be like today. Uh, listen, I went on a family trip to Ikea Lakeside yesterday. Jealous. Uh, I feel a little bit still quite stressed from the whole thing. Uh, ended up falling out with my other half, Katie, about uh, going against the grain. In what way? What well, you, you know when you go to Ikea, they've got um, like little arrows that are kind of superimposed on the floor with yeah, a light. Yeah, come down from the lights. From the they? lights. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to walk, well, it seems you have to walk that way. There's yes. an insistence on it. But yeah. I believe that I can walk whichever way I want when I go to Ikea. Why do I have to walk the way the arrows tell me? Do you know what I mean? It's not the M5, is it? <laughs> I can go either way I want. Getting me riled just at the thought of it. I have to stand shoulder to shoulder with your other half, Katie, on this one. Really? I'm surprised. I thought you'd back me up on this. No, 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 no. I'm very much... Uh, if there's, if they've if they've come up with an idea of how to get through that store the best to the extent that they've lit the ceiling yeah. in a way to show you, to help you, the punter, <laughs> the customer, who are you to go against the grain? But I, I'm the shopper, the 
shopper is always right. The customer is always right. If I want to go just like left a bit because I want to get to the bedroom section and not have to go all the way around just because there's a flipping arrow superimposed on the floor, I'll damn well go that way. Do you know that people like you in life really, really rub me up the wrong way? I'd say against my really? little grain, yeah. The number of times I will get on the train, even, say for example, this is like the 11 o'clock train at night. Yeah. You know that there's not going to be a ticket inspector anywhere near... <laughs> but you see people sat in first class thinking, no, 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 you ain't got a first class ticket. But if there's a gap in the rules, exploit it. That's no, my no, approach no, no, to no, life. No, 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 I will still sit standard class. So if there was an, uh, a going up and going down side of a staircase, yeah. I'd be the kind of person that would go down the going up bit, even yeah. though, just as there's no one there, the thing might as well, you would stick, even though it was busy, to the other, there's other side. There's arrows for a reason. Arrows for a reason. That's yeah. kind of the crux of it all, isn't it? Mm. Well, look, I just think, I think it's a bit weird. It's a bit like a, a future 1984 dystopia to be forced by lights on the floor to go a certain way around Ikea. <laughs> the question is, do you go with the grain or against the grain? Not just in Ikea, but in life. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Now, Heather's got in touch, says I worked in Ikea for quite a few years and I can tell you 99% of customers don't even realise the arrows are there. Go against the grain I say. I do it now and I know all the shortcuts. Better be in and out than faff about. Loving her work. Loving her work. In fact, Ned says, Bush, why not take the secret shortcuts the staff use? A mate of mine could go from parking to exit queue in 30 minutes. It's almost like a a rip in the space-time continuum, those little shortcuts between each section. I should have said earlier, the way I view these arrows um, is that the arrows are pointing me the way to the meatballs. That's what the treat is. But do you know what? I, I have my meatballs before I start shopping. You're kidding me. That's how much of a maverick I am. So you arrive, you meatball, then you shop (laughs) against the grain. I do. (laughs) Some people just want to watch the world burn, Richie. (laughs) Have your food first and you're not not shopping on an empty stomach and getting all ratty with your other half. Although we did have an argument. Martin in Sabrish says, Richie, you are a sheep. Don't follow the crowd. Be an individual. Do your own thing. But Grant in Newcastle, Bush and Richie, I'm so with the grain that I will always indicate when driving, even if I'm the only person around for miles. I am you, Grant. That is, that's as institutionalised as someone still doing their bed that way because they left prison five years ago. <laughs> it's up there. Time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, putting you first. With award-winning customer service. Every little helps. We are embarking on a mission to find the nation's best fish and chip shop. It's the Hometime Chip Shop Tour. <laughs> I love this music. With Malden Salt. Uh, can we just say how blown away we are by the amount of entries we've had to this so far? Because we didn't really have an idea of how many people have got in touch about their local chippies until we saw the printed out sheet that our producer Charlie was working from. It's like the yellow pages. It's this like is, a phone book. This is A3, isn't it? Unbelievable. It's A3, A3. that is. There's a good ten pages here and the font that has been used is absolutely tiny and it's double-sided. I mean, I've described that really badly, but... It, it are... works for me. It works. <laughs> we, your phone directory was a better, better way. You guys love your fish and chip shops. The, the, the response to this has been absolutely incredible. Well, listen, if you think your local chip is the best in the land, tell us at absoluteradio.co.uk. Get on that list. We could be paying it a visit. And while you're there, you can win a £400 dining experience and Molden Salt to cook with at home. And that is the Chip Shop Hometime Chip Shop Tour with Molden Salt. All good food starts with a pinch. For example, I pick one out here. Crispins uh, in the Medway Towns. Crispins by name, crispy by nature. Loving that. Do well, you know what? <laughs> where's the Medway Towns? That's not something from Lord of the Rings. 
<laughs> You've been to the Medway Towns with never... me. What, really? Yes. Sort of like a, a Gillingham, sort of Rochester sort of way. Was that that day out we had? Yeah. <laughs> no offence, I don't think I'll be going to the Medway Towns again. <laughs> the, the trophy we <laughs> bought there broke within a week. No, that wasn't the Medway Towns. Is that not the Medway Towns? That was Tolworth. <laughs> where, what, where, 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 what's Did you place? do geography at school? Not really, no. I do think Sorry. Crispin's by name, crispy by nature. I reckon when we come to the actual judging of this, maybe we'll come yeah. back to this in a second. Any kind of pun in the name, I think you, you get scored highly. If we had some form of uh, a calculation process on this, uh, yeah, pun punning would be extra points, yes. wouldn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, one that's just coming here, the Brothers Fish Bar. It's in Chadwell Heath. They know your order when you come in. You know where Chadwell Heath is? No idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. <laughs> Susie is hanging on to talk to us. What chip shop do you represent? Esk Cafe in Longtown. Esk Cafe. Tell us about that name. That's an unusual name. Well, we are situated in Longtown, uh, three miles from Scotland, and the River Esk runs through. Ah, the Esk Cafe. Making more sense now. Now we got you. <laughs> and what's yeah. unique about your chippy then? Because obviously we, we had a few people nominate you, so it's come to our attention. Why is your chip shop so special? Well, to start with, all the staff are absolutely gorgeous and friendly. <laughs> I bet. Mm-hmm. We use local produce where available, using snails and callbacks. Snails? Fly the fish. Snails, not oh, snails. Oh, thank oh. God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit sick came up there. I'm fine now. And Susie, one of the things that has been mentioned, because you've just said you're very close to the border, you do battered yeah. haggis, is that right? Yeah. But oh, normal wow. food, you sound a bit surprised. No, 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 no. I love haggis. On my visits to Scotland, I love mm. haggis. The idea of having it battered, obviously, I've never entertained. Oh, yeah, that's uh, normal for us. Uh, one thing that's really come to our attention whilst we've been chatting to different chip shops as we prepare for our big tour on March the 18th is just how many different things people like battered. It's in different parts of the country, the different delicacies, aren't they, Susie? Yeah. Oh, we do anything from our battered fish to battered pizza... Battered, battered pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's oh. mental. That's crazy. So, could I bring something in and just ask it to be battered? It's not a BYO. That's <laughs> not what Susie's doing there. Can I just turn up with a carrier bag and say, batter this? Or can yeah, you, Susie? Can I don't do. know. Yeah, yeah, she can. Yeah. You can. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. So, obviously, the goal at the end of the tour is to find out where is the nation's best fish and chips. Uh, to actually work this out, I've been thinking about this, we'll need some kind of scoring system. OK. So, I've never in a million years said that maths is a forte of mine. Right. But over the weekend, I have started to put some work together on what I'm calling the chip index. And what is the chip index? You just you just alluded earlier on to say that uh, obviously, if you have a pun in the name of the chippy, that's going to play better for you in terms of working out a final score. Correct. But what is this thing? So the chip index, I think, well not think. My goal is is that I will be able to unveil it on tomorrow's show. So you're currently working on this scientific formula at the moment. Yes. What I haven't done is to have someone else check it through okay. because my maths is abysmal. I have so, to have extra lessons to get the GCSE. I'm terrible at maths as well and bad at geography, as you've just heard in the past five minutes, so I'm not going to be any help on this as well. But the end goal is that there's about five or six different factors okay. that through multiplication, division... 
and all the uh, other ones. And all the other ones. <laughs> all the other ones. When you add the scores together, you get one number. That would be the chip index of that particular chippy. So, yeah. The higher the chip index, the better the chip shop. So it's a bit like if we walked into that chippy of that woman we were just speaking to, yeah. they could boast that they had a chippy index score of 0.279 or whatever. Hey, look, the, the, it would be beautiful if the if the fish and chip industry took Imagine. the home time chip index as their rating system. That would be amazing. But this reminds me then of a little bit. You remember in that, that one day of the month where um, you would have the BBC Electron on wheels put into your classroom at school yeah. and you would you would do like a project and it would be type in five different things different, and it would give you something at the end. Yes. It would come out on printed paper. It's a little bit like this. It is. And I'm hoping to ratify and unveil it on tomorrow's show. Don't miss this. The unveiling of Richie Firth's... Are we calling it the Chip Index? The Chip Index. Tomorrow on this show. Hold on to your hats, folks. Recommended mobile provider for eight years running. Every little helps. I am at risk of falling asleep on the train on the way home tonight. You can have a little sleep on the train. I, I could sleep anywhere. Well, I know you can because I saw that photo that your wife Natalie posted of you sleeping at your son's soft play. <laughs> I've never seen it like it. You were t- what were you doing? You were tucked up in the netting of. <laughs> Of a soft, it was like kids going past you, just getting on with their, their date, and you were fast asleep in the corner. It was about ten thirty in the morning. Unbelievable! Um, it was <laughs> it was quiet. <laughs> I wasn't ready for soft play, uh, and obviously because he's only one, you've got to go, go in there with him. There was a dark bit. I thought, do you know what? <laughs> it's all nice and spongy and stuff there as well. It's weird because we talked about your son going on soft play last week, but you, you neglected to mention the fact that you did actually fall asleep within the actual soft play enclosure. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not something you shout about. But how do you, my genuine question, how do you f- get comfortable and fall asleep in an environment like that where you've got other people's kids walking across, it's maybe knocking you in the face? I could do it anywhere. I could do it on trains. I can do it in soft play. There was a, a, a really noisy Mel Gibson film a couple of years ago. <laughs> Loads of stuff going on there. I fell asleep in that. I am quite envious of you because I'm really... I, I don't like the way I look when I sleep. I snore. I sleep with my mouth open. I sleep ugly. But it's got to happen. Surely you can't You can't fight it. I do. I slap myself across the face and stop it. I can't, I can't sleep on trains or anything because I'm so petrified of waking the whole carriage up with my snoring. So I'm envious of you if you can have a sleep anywhere. Do you know if what I mean? If you reckon you can beat some of my locations of falling asleep, let us know now. 8, 12, 15, where's the best place you managed to fall asleep? Genuinely, if you can beat soft play, I want to meet you personally. <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, it seems like you're not the only one that can sleep in unusual situations. Jimmy in Edinburgh. Bush and Ritchie once fell asleep on a first date at the cinema watching Forrest Gump. She elbowed me in the ribs a few times as I was snoring so loudly. Do we assume there was no second date? <laughs> I imagine there wasn't. <laughs> Maybe she just snuck out without him. And Joe in Liverpool says, Bush and Ritchie, are you snoozing? I had the best snooze today during a 45-minute MRI scan. Wow. Although you do have to lie down and be completely stationary, so why not just chill out for a little bit? Yeah, but when I've seen those on casualty, like it's... I've never had one. Joe absolutely knocking out Zeds to that. Amazing. Ian in Bristol, I fell asleep when hungover inside the bottom of a glass-bottom boat in Ibiza (laughs) for four hours. I don't reckon that's meant to be a slight on the wildlife of Ibiza. I think it's more the hangover. It's a horrifying version of Finding Nemo or something going on right there. Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
Absolute Radio. So, we're still chewing, which is probably one of the side effects of these uh, Japanese sweets that we're eating. What do you think? Uh, by the way, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, but yeah. what do you think? I'd have another one. You're going to have another one? I'd have another one. Um, <laughs> would, you do, would, you, would you dunk that in something? And also, is, it, is this, is this savoury or is this sweet? I'm concerned by it. What category is this? It's not particularly sweet. But it's not exactly savoury at the no. same time either, is it? Maybe. You never like... quite know where you stand with the Japanese, do you? I'd dunk it. I heard that rumour. Uh, by the way, it says Taiwan. Is it Taiwan? All oh, right, fair enough. Sorry about that. I don't even know where Taiwan is, so that kind of continues with the rest of the... I don't know where Taiwan is. Where is Taiwan? Is it a bit of a different country, or is it a country in its own right? No, Ty- Taiwan is a country. Is it good? Good, good. Is it? Oh, God. No, don't. Um... Let me Google this. <laughs> Taiwan. You uh... listen to so many, like, audiobooks about some really brainy stuff that I wouldn't, but then you let yourself down on such basic knowledge sometimes. Taiwan, officially the Republic of China, is a state in East Asia. Neighbouring states include the People's Republic of China to the west, Japan to the northeast, and Philippines to the south. That clears it up. That clears all that up. Right, hand me another biscuit. Here's Bill Oddy. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's the podcast.